Welcome to the Level Up Podcast. Our goal is that by listening to our podcast, you will be inspired to level up. With the help of some amazing guests, we'll be inspired by some inspirational success stories and find out how you can level up your business, your life, and your relationship with yourself. Because I know that by leveling up and balancing these three aspects of your life, you can make a difference and impact the lives around you. Level Up Podcast will be a series of interviews featuring successful professionals who are making a mark and a difference in their lives and others. They will share their incredible stories of how they did it, so you can be inspired and learn from the very best. Well, first of all, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time. We're excited to have you on our podcast, Level Up, today, and we're going to go ahead and get to know you a little better, you know, just get to talk to you. It's going to be very, very simple. We love to just keep it very casual in terms of getting to know you a little better, inspire others. I was reading about you and empowering others and all of that. That's all this this is all about. When I share your story, okay. when I get to know you a little bit and just to Hopefully by listening to your story, people get inspired. And uh, I always feel like when we see somebody doing something, then we can see ourselves doing it as well. So I've been in the right. industry for 15 years, and I'm sure you have been in, in the industry for a while as well. And you see what it's all about helping and, and you know, guiding people through the process of what it's like to become a homeowner, invest, and yes. start going into the, the process. So first and foremost, thank you again for taking the time, and thank you for uh, being available to to meet with us today. We're excited to have you on. And um, we'll start up just by getting to know who you are. You already said a little bit about being from California and now living in tech, uh, Florida. Sorry. Yes, yes. Uh, f- first off, thank you so much for just inviting me and, and giving me the opportunity to share a little bit. I- I'm all about coaching and, and inspiring others. And, and I think that that's something that doesn't have a lot of focus on, but the, there's definitely a ton of value in, uh, in, in things like this. So, uh, as I mentioned, originally from Los Angeles, California, born and raised, uh, most of my family still lives out there. Uh, I ended up in Tampa, Florida simply because in 2004, I was working for, Countrywide Home Loans, the the largest mortgage company in the country at that time. And if if you were in real estate, you remember, you know, the 2004 to 2008 was just what I call the wild, wild west <laughs> of real estate. So we were busy and the company had decided to open up an operations center to service anything east of the Mississippi River so they could be a little more efficient. And I was selected as someone from California to fly out for a few months and train the new staff, get the department set up. And on my last trip, as I'm getting ready to to go home and kind of let them run their show, uh, the, the people in charge pulled me aside and said, hey, would, would you ever consider moving out to Tampa, Florida and just running the department for us? And at the time, I was still living at home, uh, as you know, with L.A. prices, uh, yeah. even back in 2004. It, it was just it was difficult for me to foresee how I was going to ever be able to live on my own and not with four or five other roommates in a house. 
So I picked up an apartment magazine. I saw that I, I could get a one bedroom apartment in a nice area at the time for under 600 a month, which was just unheard of. Um, <laughs> so I thought, okay, well, let me prepare to break my mother's heart and tell her that I'm going to be moving 3000 miles away, uh, and starting my life in Florida. And, and it's been wonderful. Um, the career has led me to some uh, amazing places. Uh, but most importantly, I I met my wife, We, we have our children, we have our family and yeah, I, I've not really ever looked back. Sometimes in the summer, because it's so hot, I'll, I'll look back. And But we try to plan our trips to visit my family in the summer so we can enjoy that California weather. California weather, right? Everybody talks about the California yeah. weather. That is awesome, Glenn. So you originally from here decided to go out on originally temporary and ended up staying there. That's awesome. Uh, and obviously, so you started in the mortgage industry as your first job or how do you end up in the mortgage industry where country world back then while still in high school i i was working in a, a retail store it was a computer store comp usa okay. uh, i don't think they're i don't think I don't they're around think anymore they're around anymore but yeah i remember them yeah i i was working you know your typical high school after school job and once everyone graduated. I went to the local community college and one day I woke up and I thought maybe it's time to get, you know, a real adult job, um, start to start to move towards that direction. And, and I thought, well, don't adults work in office offices and, you know, cubicles, so I reached out to a couple temp agencies, um, took some tests, and, and they said, oh, you'd be perfect for uh, this mortgage company that's hiring data entry technicians was the official title. But what I came to find on my first day is I, I'm really a mailroom technician because uh, the department I worked in received thousands of packages and these packages were filled with loan files and then my job along with 50 other of my coworkers, would be to open the package look up the the information for the borrowers and then put a put a barcode on it and then kind of send it on its way and depending on that what what the barcode said it, it would guide where that file needs to go next whether it was underwriting or maybe the warehouse department so those are that that's my that's my humble beginning <laughs> well interesting everybody starts in a different place right but that is so interesting you start in the mail room just looking through files and how did that transition into you becoming again a mortgage originator and obviously at that point being in charge of a department opening up the market that you, that you went to in florida how did that came about tell us yeah so when i had the opportunity to come out to florida i i was working as a senior technician in the mailroom and so i was selected to come out we set everything up and then given that opportunity i i took it and picked everything up and and moved to florida to run the mailroom department here in the the tampa office i mm-hmm. uh, did that for a couple years and then in 2007 i think i just 
hit a hit a plateau. I, I thought, you know, there there's gotta be more to this than just managing a few people, receiving in packages. I, I wanted I wanted more. And so I talked to a few friends. Uh, my mom's a retired realtor in, in California. So I, I spoke with her and everyone kind of said the same thing. It seems like you're really good with people. You love helping people. Have you ever thought about, you know, doing sales with mortgages? And I thought, I don't know if, I don't know if that's something I really ever planned on doing, but it sounded good and, and it sounded like people were making uh, a good good income <laughs> originating loans back, back then. And so I made the jump, I, I left Countrywide, I, I joined a company where I was a wholesale uh, account executive working with the local brokers. Okay. I absolutely loved it. I felt like this was what I was meant to do. Like helping people, being in the front line, um, just working very closely with other mortgage brokers to help them grow their business as effectively as possible. Um, unfortunately, my timing was terrible because I made that switch in 2007. Okay. And then by the end of 2007, uh, that company, along with pretty much many all others. the other, yeah, many other mortgage companies went under. So it became really difficult to find another position that, that did the same thing. Uh, I ended up getting a, a recruiter call from ADT Security, the home security company. And, and I thought, well, I, I like sales. I like helping people. So let's take this as an opportunity to learn uh, and to, to hone in the skill of sales, get better at it. Um, so I did that for a couple of years and then things changed. The market started kind of shifting back. So in 2012, I, I made the decision to go back into banking. Mm -hmm. And so I started with Bank of America, who at the time had just acquired Countrywide. Yes. Um, so I knew all the people that were in charge. Um, they, they were familiar with me and, and they, they were familiar with my work ethic. So they found me a position just to kind of come in and, and handle some accounts. Uh, I did that and then I, I wanted to get back into sales. So then I moved within Bank of America to a small business telephone sales position. Um, that gave me a lot of skills, but it, it was also pretty hectic um, working in a call center environment. Um, but the value from that experience it is, yeah, it, it was huge. And in 2015, that that was the year of change is what I call it for me because uh, I decided to leave Bank of America at a time where things were relatively cushy. You know, I got the, I, I had my paycheck every week. I had great benefits. Uh, part of a bonus program. So things were comfortable, but I, it, it was just, we had so much change. 2015, I got married. Um, I left my job for a commission only. We had our first child in December of 2015, and then we bought our first house. 
So it was like, let's just get all the changes out of the way in one year. Um, so I, I spoke with some good friends and, and a friend of mine who's, who's a local agent here in Tampa introduced me to her mortgage broker. Uh, we hit it off. He was willing to mentor me. It, it was at the time it was really his startup company because, uh, the first year I worked there, we, we literally worked out of his home office. Wow. Um, so. so he did a lot of times that's where the opportunities that I always look back and I'm like, that was an amazing, you know, way to start. You know, you get to see it from the beginning. So that was awesome. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's just pretty much grown from there. And, and I, I've made some shifts in, in different companies for, for different reasons, but you know, I, I still keep my relationships with the local realtors. Um, social media has, has been a big thing over the last couple years with regard to bringing opportunities. And, and I was going to go there in a minute. So you're touching now into the, yeah. yeah. And looks like you've done so much. And obviously, not only for yourself, but helping others. You were saying on, on, on the bio that I received. And it's amazing because, again, social media nowadays is the way to do things. And you had a start and you were able to not only do it for yourself, but helping others. That's amazing. What got you into it? How did that come about? It's another funny story. Um, my wife actually works in social media. Um, she, she's with a company that um, locally promotes and markets uh, different wedding vendors. Oh. So she's always had the social media mind and creativity. And when TikTok first came out, um, she was like, you need to get on TikTok. This is going to be huge. And I, I followed her instructions. I downloaded it. I tried to use it. And ultimately, I, I gave up and I felt like, I guess I'm just too old. Like, I'm that old person now that doesn't get how TikTok works. Um, it wasn't until 2020 when my daughter brought COVID home and I, I got COVID from her uh, that we were quarantined in the bedroom and, you know, I'm trying to do work, but it was slow because I'm at home. So then I just thought, well, let me pass some time let, let me give this tiktok a, another yep. another try and i started searching other mortgage people and and that's when it clicked I, I thought whoa this is this is huge the opportunity to to reach an audience that's not just people that maybe i know or at some point started following me like mm -hmm. if there's good content tiktok will just put it out to the people the algorithm thinks wants this information. So I, I started with making these silly, uh, comedy videos, uh, okay. about like the mortgage industry and, and real estate in general. But I started seeing a lot more, a lot more engagement with the educational stuff. So then I just decided to pour all my efforts into doing the educational side. And, and I quickly learned that as, as the professionals, you, you're doing these things day in and out. So it doesn't seem like it's something that most people don't, don't know. Um, but as, as I started talking to more and more people, 
I started getting feedback as well, asking them, you know, what, what are some questions that you get? And, and I would even, when I'm talking to my clients, I would just write down the questions that they would ask, even though to me it was second nature, you know, just answer it. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's how I started getting content ideas. Oh, okay. I, I learned that. Okay. A lot of people don't realize how important the credit score is and, and what goes into a credit score things like that. So I start, I started building content around that and yeah, things, things just exploded. That is awesome. So now again, now you're doing, it's still doing mortgages, right? You're still in the mortgage. And I was still in the mortgage industry. Yeah. You're still originating loans. You're still helping people. You're still yeah. in the trenches generating and, and um, originating loans. What do you see nowadays different from when, again, when you started back in 20, again, 2015, when you said you, fully went into the really uh, into the mortgage business have you seen any difference Then you again looking back is there anything you could have done differently um i would say during that um during that journey from 2015 to now um i would say what in 2018 i believe i i made the decision to invest in coaching. Um, so, so I joined uh, a program called the core, which is like coaching specific to mortgage and, and real estate professionals. And so I started investing in myself essentially to learn how to build a business, how to, how to really grow this. And I think my biggest look back would be, why, why didn't I get involved in this as soon as I, I got licensed? Um, because it, it would have eliminated that two to three year learning curve of, of just how do I even, how do I even get my first loan? Yeah. And how do I keep it going? Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing that up because it seems like in our business, a lot of times, again, people invest in universities and they go through the process of getting that education but a lot of times we get in our businesses like mortgage or real estate and people don't see the value of investing in themselves and that coaching and getting themselves prepared you know for an amazing yep. company i actually participated in for a while then i went into tud Duncan as well um okay. interesting you know it just uh and i was gonna ask you where did three most influential people that have made an impact in your career. And again, obviously one of them is going to be your coach and anybody else that you have that you look back and these are the people that make me, I get made a difference in my career. Um, definitely the, the coaches, uh, I'm a, I'm a big motivational speaking, um, like fan, I guess I'll, I'll call it. Um, I've followed and listened to Tony Robbins for as long as I can remember. So, um, that was huge. Zig Ziglar, um, even Eric Thomas. I mean, motivational speakers back then before COVID there, there was a lot more driving with, uh, going to appointments, meeting with potential real estate partners for lunch or for coffee. Uh, so during my drive time, I, I would always listen to the audiobooks or I would listen to a podcast. And I, I would say th those times were so incredibly 
important to me because it, it really opened my eyes and also opened my mind to just a completely different type of mindset. And that, that shift in the mindset has made all the difference with, with just continued success and, and the drive to, to want to be better every day. And it's so funny because you and I share the same. Tony Robbins was huge for me. I remember going to that. I don't know if you did the um, firewalk ever. Have you attended those events? No, it's on my list. I want to go. Me because I've always saw it, and I'm like, one day, one day. And I remember um, going right before COVID. It was 2019. I got to go and do it in LA, and it's just again, it's just one of those things that changes, like you said, things that you do during your life, and you know, just make a change. I think that for me was a huge breakthrough. Um, and just limited beliefs that we have a lot of times, you know, like, how are you going to walk on fire? And, you know, you see it and people talk about it and like, yep. it's that easy. But then once you're there, you see other people doing it, it becomes, why not? Why not me? I can do it too. And yep. um, again, it's amazing that you, you and I share the same idea. Improving, always working on yourself. There's always another level that you can get to. There's always something else that you can learn. And I truly believe that, you know, there's never going to be the point where you know it all. There's always something that you can learn, um, whether yes. it's in the business, again, in the, in the coaching business, there's so much to learn every single day. There's always another level of ourselves that we can get to if we're willing yes. to work, if we're willing to do the work. What about books? Is there any books that you've read that um, help you stay on track? I'm a, I'm, I love books too, so I don't know about you. I'm I'm a big Rob Kiyosaki fan, so Rich Dad Poor Dad is yeah. a book that kind of is on, on continuous rerun okay. for me. Um, I have the book, I have the audio book as well, and sometimes I'll do both at the same time. Okay. Um, let's see. I got my <laughs> Rich Dad Poor Dad. Uh, Think and Grow Rich oh, is, is a great one. Um, currently, I'm reading um, a book called Go for No. And that's a mind shift type of book as well, um, because now, as you know, with the market being more challenging, there's there's a lot more prospecting work that, that goes into play with meeting new agents, um, meeting with maybe seasoned agents that I've never worked with before. And go for no kind of flips that mindset of, oh, you know, I called this agent and, and they told me, no, I don't want to meet with you. I've got, I've got my favorite people. Um, but it switches that mindset from, you know, getting hurt by the no, but looking at the no as, okay, so, you know, normally with my ratios, I, I have to call eight agents and speak to eight of them for one of them to actually agree to meet with me. So, with with that information now it's like okay oh you say no perfect so that's one <laughs> and then oh next person said no great oh and then, yeah so it, it drives that motivation to just keep going and, and not you know feel down that someone doesn't want to meet read that brand. i haven't read that book so i need to read that one that sounds exciting where you're like i gotta know all right i need to get the next no <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's amazing Think and Grow Rich, I think, is one of the books one of my mentors um, shared with me, and I've been doing it for the last five years. Read it every year at the beginning of the year. It just sets yeah. up, and it's amazing. Like, I just feel 
every time I started my January, I'm like, okay, I need to read my Think and Grow Rich again. And it just gets you a new, I don't know, like a new pump. Okay, this is what I need to, to do again this year. And it's funny how, I don't know, it happens to you, but when you read a book for the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth time, there's always something you'll pick up. Oh, yeah. And I always feel like, you know, when you're ready, what do they said when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Same with yep. the book. As you read the book, there will be something that will pop out that you're ready now to either implement or just digest better because you're at a different stage on your business, on your life. And I love that. something I've been doing for the last five years, reading at the beginning of the year, every year. Okay. President? I'll have to do that. And yeah. then uh, another current book, I don't know if you read this. Oh, yeah. But it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. My my mentor suggested that. And, and a lot of the concepts are... I similar with that book of the tapping <laughs> what's that i said i always think of the book and i think of tapping on your <laughs> oh <laughs> if you read the book you know what i'm talking about like tapping. yeah yeah <laughs> but it, you know i from experiencing all that and and reading all, all these different books from different authors it's like the the concepts are all the same, but I, I just love how each is presented just a little differently so that, you know, maybe I didn't fully understand the the manifestation side and and how powerful picturing things in your head and and attaching a, an emotion or a feeling to it was. But when I read another book, it it clicks and it makes sense why, you know, just picturing it in your head isn't going to be enough because we, we all daydream yeah. um, but it's really just engulfing yourself in you know what what would that vision make you feel what you feel and it's funny you just said it you know the feeling and uh, you know just connecting those two yeah just arise it and you feel it and it manifests and somehow it just comes you know it just it, yeah in, in different in different ways but that's amazing Tell me a little bit about what is you, what are the one thing that you're the proudest of? Share with us. What is the one thing that you've done? You're like, this is making me so proud. I did this and I didn't think I could do it, but I did it. And this is, this was the result. Um, I mean, the thing that does come to mind, it, it's a sad start of the story, but, but it, it, it would be a good ending. Okay. Um, in 2021, um, we we lost our son. He w he was five, Aww. and he he was spending the weekend with family, so we weren't there. And and there was a pool party, and and next thing we know, you know, there there was a, a tragic accident. Um, I think, you know, for for any anybody, that that's just the most devastating news it's the most devastating situation to to have to deal with in, in life and i think just through therapy prayers um what i'm really proud of is one of the foundations that reached out to us um shortly after that that incident uh really helped us out gave us resources um gave us some guidance on you know how how we can get through this and turns out the the foundation what their what their main goal is is to raise money so that they can provide scholarships to local kids here in tampa 
to learn water surviving skills. Um, so different from your traditional swim lessons, which my son went to swim lessons. So it's still kind of like, well, he kind of knew how to swim. So what, what happened? But we learned about that. Um, both my daughters now have, have completed it and gone through it. But I, I've, uh, in December, or actually most of last year, I, I was volunteering a lot for the charity. Mm-hmm. And then in December, they, they asked me to, to join the board of directors. And, and I've been just, it, it's been filling my cup, uh, being able to take something that was so devastating and use it as fuel to really help prevent this from happening to other people. And, and I, I definitely am a spiritual person. So I, I, I feel my son all the time and I know this is exactly what he would want me to be doing, um, and not be sitting at home, you know, depressed and, and just unable to do anything. So that, that would probably be the most Thank you for proudest thing at the moment. Before with that, that really touched me. I'm like, oh my God, this is like you said, very, very kind of sad, but at the same time, it's amazing that you're making a difference and you're very involved. And again, doing it from that perspective is amazing. You're making a difference in other people's lives and just getting them to be aware of how can they prevent this. That's that's an awesome uh, feeling. So you're definitely making yes. a difference. And I'm sure your son is... is with you all the time and, and seeing what you're doing. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that, that part of your story. Um, are there any regrets in terms of the business, things that you could have done better that you, again, looking back now said, I could have done this differently now, knowing what I know today. Oh gosh. Um, I would say, <laughs> I, Oh gosh. Yes. I wish <laughs> from the very beginning, I did a better job of taking, like keeping track of my clients and then having a system to kind of nurture that relationship because I think the first few years was just, it felt like I was flying by the seat of my pants and it's like, oh, I got a loan. Let's get them pre-approved. All right, now it's in processing. Let's get what we need. And then it's like you finish the transaction and and you just want to sit down and give yourself like a five minute break before you, you start working towards the next one. But, um, I, I wish I had tracked things a, a little better and, you know, had systems in place that I have now to nurture the relationships, even a simple, Hey, happy birthday. We're thinking about you. And that, that would make a world of difference. Um, if I had done that from the beginning. And that could be the advice to a new loan officer. So what will you tell him today? Somebody coming into the business and said, hey, Glenn, I'm starting. I'd love to get into this career. What would be the, the first advice? Obviously, CRM, customer service, you know, retention. CRM. The amazing tool to start off with. And you just cover it, which is interesting because I did the same thing. I started, like you said, we just go through the motions, but we don't have a system in place. And not until yeah. you realize that this is so important in our business that we start implementing them. And again, I think it comes with coaching as well, because I remember core is very systematic. They're very on to, yes. you know, even, even the calls you need to make on Monday and on Tuesday updates and this yep. and that. It's amazing. You know, like when you put a system in place, things 
will flow a lot, you know, a lot better in your business. Yes. Yes, 100%. And, and I, I would say, yeah, the, the advice would be get a CRM and start looking at the clients that you serve and, and end up helping as your future best referral partners. Because when you do a good job for them, you know, at the closing table, as you know, not all transactions are going to be super smooth. Um, but none of that matters when they're at the closing table, they're signing the documents and they get the key, uh, whether it's their first home or, or their, their last home. It's, it's just a moment where everybody is, is happy and some of us are relieved. Um, yes. But I never looked at that as, wow, my past clients that loved working with me would, would be my best referral partners. I thought it was always, you know, you got to get with the realtors because they get people contacting them to buy a home all the time. But it, it's, it's amazing the, the power of a referral, especially if it's a family or close friend of that client. It, it's like, I'm not worried about someone saying, Hey, I'm shopping for the best rate. Um, because they were referred by their mother or their aunt who they trust explicitly. Uh, so when she said you use Glenn for your mortgage, it's like, okay, Nobody whatever, whatever Glenn wants, I'll, I'll provide it to him. And that's beautiful because it is so true. I, I think, and it's for me, 80% uh, of your referral business, if it comes from your past clients, they're not going to be shopping you because again, like you said, auntie said, go with Glenn. They're going to do whatever Glenn says. They're going to follow you um, rather than again, somebody off the, of the internet or someone from, you know, Facebook ad where they don't know who you are. So definitely it's, yes. it's, it's yes. great um, foundation for all of our, even for realtors have a, you know, system as a place where they can keep in touch with their past clients, yes. their relationship. And I always feel like in our business, and even with realtors, for me, I will, I will speak for myself. Um, it's a relationship first and business second. Because if you're able to connect with that person, you know that trust is going to be built and you know there's going to be that foundation that business will just automatically flow. Um, and a lot of times we're so busy cutting up the next deal that we forget to nurture that relationship. Um, so definitely, again, Realtors yeah. and loan officers, remember to nurture that relationship. It'll it'll go long ways and it'll help you in your business tremendously. Uh, and I know now because of the coaching, but I'm going to have to ask you, uh, what is your perfect day looks like? And I'm sure you have a very structured day, but tell us what that looks like for Glenn. A uh, perfect day has a lunch meeting already pre-scheduled and, and confirmed, has a uh, Starbucks meeting with either an agent or a potential client. And I've got dial time from 10 to 12. So I'll have the coffee at 9, 9.30 in the morning, you know, start off the day with, with just what usually will will feel like a win because I, I've gone out and it, it's funny how meeting face to face with people you you really you leave with the, with a certain energy that like hey not only did I do something today but like that was a great conversation I, I really enjoyed 
the time I spent with this person. Um, so what better time than to take that energy and, and hit the phones, call agents, um, you know, one, one, one piece of advice, um, that I, I'll give loan officers is when you do have a contract that, that you're working on, always, always contact the listing agent, um, call the listing agent right when you get the contract tell them congratulations. Um, I, I'm the mortgage broker that that's uh, going to be helping the buyers with, with their financing, you know, give them a little heads up. We anticipate everything's going to be fine. We'll, we'll reach out to schedule the appraisal. I would say nine times out of 10 making that call, the response is always, wait, you're the mortgage broker and and you're calling me i'm i'm the listing agent like yeah i i think it's important that everybody title company listing agent buyer's agent the the buyers i think it's important that we're all on the same page and everybody kind of knows where we are in the process and and all the expectations are set so um as you know part of the core says you know, once a week, you, you need to be contacting these individuals to provide them with the status update, even if there's nothing to update. Um, it, it's clocking that that FaceTime or, or that talk time with an agent. And I, I can't tell you how many times at the end of the transaction, the listing agents like this, this was the best experience. I, I've really never had the mortgage person communicate with, with me this much, but I mean, if you're willing to do this with the listing agent, I, I can only imagine how good you are with, with the actual buyers. So, okay. you know, it, it opens up doors that way. Maybe it's a big, big listing person. They don't do buyers anymore. They, they usually will have a team. They'll, they'll have other agents on their team that, that work with the, with the buyers. So it, it's a great introduction to that. And yeah, that, that would be my. One big piece of advice, call the listing agent. Thank you so much, Glenn. It's so true because a lot of times we don't take the time. And like you said, we're so busy with the daily activity. Yeah. Those are amazing tips. Thank you for sharing them. I, I do that all the time. And even through the nowadays with the negotiation, I don't know how Florida is, but California, again, we're into the multiple offers again. So as soon as the offer gets admitted, I get on the phone and I call the listing agent. I said, hey, just so you know, I am the lender. Whatever you need from me, I'm here to answer any questions. Yep. You don't know how many times we get the response as all. Yeah. You get a call from the from the lender, you know, they're yep. too busy. And I'm like, no, I'm here. If you have any questions, you or your seller, as you're presenting the offers, I'm here to to answer any questions you might have. And it makes a huge difference for your partner that you're available and you're ready to answer any questions. Rather than calling you, you're calling them. So again, yep. a little piece of advice. I don't know what Florida market looks like today, but that's what we're doing here. And it really, really makes a huge. I got two offers accepted just yesterday because again, those little things that, that, that we do to make you, yeah. Oh yeah. Apart from, from everybody else. So time blocking, it seems like you do have it pretty much down. You said from 10 to 12, you have your, your dialing time when you make your phone call. Correct. Yeah. 10, 10 to 12 is always dial time. Um, the afternoons are, are a bit more fluid. Um, I, I have time, you know, if I need to give attention to, to any clients that maybe have a squeaky wheel or need some, some extra help, 
Uh, it's also the time where, where I'll speak with new, new people that have been referred um, so we can start that, that process of getting them pre-approved. Yeah. But I, I think mornings to lunch um, are, are pretty set. And when I was in the Corps, I, I had I had a huge challenge with sticking with the time block. Like I would say, oh, I'm I'm going to call from 10 to 12. But then, you know, an agent would call and say, hey, the, the roof is not good. So we need to make changes to the contract and, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. I would just say, oh, can't make calls. I need to focus on this. Um, but it, it was the core that really taught me, you know, turn off your notifications on your phone, close the door and, and let people know that this is, this is the time I, I'm super focused during the day. Um, you know, interrupt only if it, if it's like an emergency and yeah, you know, you, and it's, so interesting. it's just like anything. Yeah, and it's so interesting how a lot of times we think we need to handle it right there, but then as you, again, as you time block and as you realize, that can wait. An hour or two is not going to make a difference. Nobody's going to yeah. die. Nobody's going to die. Typically, in our transactions, like you said, it's either repairs, a condition that needs to be revived, something else that's needed, but it usually can wait. But we just get ourselves so caught up into the moment. Of, we need to answer right now because they send a text or they send that email. Interesting. But thank you for sharing. It's so Rewarding to know that it's not just me. We all deal with the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've I've definitely learned we we all deal with the same thing, even beyond just real estate and mortgages. I think life in general. Um, you know, I'm I'm a very open person, so w with people I, I I share a lot. And what I what I've come to learn is, you know, we we all. We all have the same struggles. It's just the details may not be exactly the same, but you know, um, emotions are, are the same. Um, most most of us have the same fears, the the same challenges, and you know, it's 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 nice to know you're not alone. Um, yeah, and we're all dealing with the same type of issues sometimes, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. So let me ask you, again, you mentioned family, you mentioned wife, you mentioned kids. Um, how do you balance and how do you um, separate and say, okay, so today I'm going to concentrate and be some of the things that I'm practicing nowadays, and I'll share this with you, but I want to hear your perspective is present. A lot of times, again, our business, uh, we run out of this thing so much that sometimes we're with the family, we're still answering. Um, and I'm practicing being present, practicing, you know, that if I'm at home, I want to be present with my kids. If I'm with friends, I want to be present. Um, again, it's not easy as, as always, but, you know, working on it and, and trying to make sure that I, again, block it. Said, okay, we're at dinner. I'm going to put my phone in my purse. If I don't see it, like you said, notifications are off. I'm not going to worry about it until I'm done. Um, what do you do to try to keep that balance and, and being a dad and, you know, you know, take care of your business partners and, and run your business. How do you balance work and family life? I will admit that has been a challenge for a while. Um, but recently what I've been doing is, this sounds silly, but 
time blocking. I think you said you, you do that as well. You got to time block the, the family time. Um, because if, if you follow your, your calendar, um, religiously, then you kind of have to follow the, the family time block as well. So I've started doing that. That's been helpful. I I think overall, it's just being more aware that you're not being present. Um, you know, and, and my wife and actually I got a picture from the school today with with my four-year-old sitting like in the corner with a toy laptop and I guess the teacher said oh she took the laptop and she says she's working like daddy Um, (laughs) so I'm like oh so that's what she sees me as like yeah right it's so yeah I'm just always on the phone or I'm on the laptop so it, it is something I'm working on. I, I think what's what's helped most recently is just being aware. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I may be home, but like I like you said, those notifications, a lot of them can wait till tomorrow. Um, none of them are as urgent a, as we make them out to be. Um, and I know this because the the years of responding as quickly as possible, I'd always get the response. Oh, I, I wasn't expecting to hear back from you until maybe tomorrow. And it's like, oh, okay. So after lots of those, you, you start to realize, okay, no, nobody really anticipates you calling them right back. Uh, but we, think but yeah, t- but we think we need to respond as soon as we see that email, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, so yeah, time blocking and then just being mindful. I mean, if I'll, I'll be there watching a movie with the kids and I'll be on my phone and I'll realize, wait, that's not what we're doing right now. Right. Just put it away. That's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing and being vulnerable because that is so true. We all, I'm guilty of it. Sometimes I'm like, oh shit, I forget. And I turn it on and I'm like, okay, now I can be present. Becoming aware. One of the things that I've done, and this is from Joe Dispenza, um, he says, it's not about not doing it but becoming aware that you're doing it and how quickly can you get out of it you know now i know that i'm not being present let me let me fix it you know put that phone away or you know just focus you know whoever it is that you're with and and be more present people uh you know will be so impressed when you really pay attention and you really um are 100 percent with them rather than being somewhere else Question, uh, what keeps Glenn going? What is the one thing that keeps him motivated, It keeps him going? Because I know we all get going, a little bit burned out or, you know, just get caught up in the day-to-day. What keeps you moving forward and keeps you motivated? Um, definitely, and this would also be advice, um, you, you need to figure out and write down your detailed why like why do you wake up every day and why do you do what you do what what is that what is that gonna bring you or what 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 is it that you hope it will bring you and for me it's 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 all focused on family it's being able to get to a place where you know I don't have to be aware of whether or not I'm being present because I'm fully present all the time. Uh, I get to spend that time with family. We, we get to 
enjoy nice vacations. Uh, you know, we have dreams of, of moving out of Florida, maybe to a cooler area someday. Mm-hmm. Um, but the why is just, I, I want to be the, the best provider for my family. I, I want to inspire others um, to want that as well, to, to really cherish the, the time that, that you get to have. Because, you know, in my case, um, losing a child is not as common, but, you know, children grow up and, and then they go to college or they move out. And, you know, all I, all I kept hearing when, when we were starting to have kids was, you know, older parents or uh, other people that, that have parented would say, cherish this time because blink of an eye, it'll, it'll be gone. And, and I, I've really, my wife and I both have, have really taken that to heart. Um, so in a lot of ways we had five years and, and two months, but looking back, we, we did so much. We did almost the lifetime of, of experiences and memories, um, which I, I'm so grateful for that, that we were able to do that. And yeah, that's, that's, and that goes, back, what... and that goes back to our business. I feel like we're so blessed to be able to have a business that allows you to have so much flexibility that if you build it properly, yes. And if, and again, I am a mom of three and, and you touch on something really important, seasons of life. I call it seasons of life because we all have seasons of life. Like when they're little, they need you in a different way. As they get older, they need you in a different way. I have a college, one going into college, one into going to high school. And it's just so interesting looking back nowadays, as, as you're saying, uh, when they're little, they need you more because they don't know how to do a lot of things by themselves. So they need your help in that sense. So that season of life, they need you more physically. Um, and as they get older, now they need you more emotional, you know, just to help them guide them through whatever yep. challenges come their way. Um, so beautiful. I get texts from my college um, son. Mom, I love him thinking of you this morning. So I saw a question. Uh-huh. It's beautiful, you know, because again, you get to build that with your kids and they'll they'll, they'll come to you. They will reach out yep. to you um, in a different way. So I definitely so glad that um, we're in the business that we're in where we get to, again, have a flexibility that if you need to pick up a phone, you, you get to do that. You know, when you work in a corporate world where you eight to five and you have to ask, you know, in advance for you to be able to take the morning off in our business, we get to, you know, if we need to, you know, we can leave. If we have to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's It's been awesome participating in, you know, my daughter's school activities They they tend to always hold them like during the day Absolutely. um and i used it's... to be i used to be the real mom all the time with the <laughs> soccer uh, mom you know team manager you know it was and again i loved it because again this business has given me the opportunity to be able to be again yes more involved and and again for me that's my why you know and seasons i always go back to my seasons like now i have more time now i get to do other things because the kids are a little older. So enjoy them definitely. And, and like you said, you've done it so far. So I'll just encourage you to keep on it because they will remember. And even though when you said you are your laptop and doing stuff, they'll remember you were there with them uh, watching yep. games or, you know, being at school when they had a play or whatever the case might be. But it's, it's amazing to have the opportunity. And, and also, you know, I feel like in our business, we have the opportunity to build a, our, 
our freedom in terms of investments? What is, what is your take on this? Because I mean, we're in the real estate business, right? Mortgages, realtors, um, we get exposed to so many opportunities. Um, and I don't know, yes. what is your take on investing and just creating a passive income flow and all of that? Oh, that, that should be everybody's prime goal in life. Um, and the, these would be concepts from the rich dad, poor dad. So <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, buying assets and really knowing the difference. Um, I, I love Rob Kiyosaki's description. Uh, it's just so simplified. If you, if you, if it's an asset, it's putting money in your pocket every month. And if it's a liability, it's taking money out. So I don't, we don't currently have any investment properties. Um, but the, the goal right now would be if we do decide to leave Florida or, or move from where we currently are, we're going to do everything we can to keep the home, to, to convert it into uh, a rental property. And then, you know, a lot of lot of doors open one, once you start doing that. Um, and I always tell my realtors and my vendor, my loan officers, I have a team. Right? I said, you know what? If an opportunity shows up, you're the first one to know. So why not take advantage of it? You know, like I love yeah. I love the opportunity to just start creating. You know, um, again, a freedom channel because we will need. There's only so much we can do in terms of working. We need to start thinking of investing and creating that passive income where you don't have to work. You're still making yes. So definitely, thank you for sharing oh, yes. Any final thoughts you'd like to share with the audience? It's been great. Uh, again, we just kind of went through it. Look, and the time flew. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> when you're having, um, right, when you're having fun time, just Yeah, fun. yeah. No, this this was this was awesome. So th- thank you again. Um, any I guess any, like to share any final you? thoughts would be, you know, mortgages selling mortgages being being a, an lo it, it's like anything else uh and it sounds so cliche now that i'm about to say it but you you get in what you put or you get out what you put in um so there like you mentioned there there is a lot of flexibility and and i i may be guilty of it from time to time where you know you're leaning too much on the flexibility and then that that results in the next month, you know, you're you're starting to struggle, and 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 now you're you're scrambling to try try to find that extra deal because you you took too much used time. your flex time. You used your flex time a little too much last month. Um, but yeah, having having that schedule, sticking with it, and just doing the work, uh, and and the work is the networking yeah work is picking up the phone call and and calling agents calling referral partners just building relationships um when i got started my my mentor at the at the startup mortgage company i mean i came on board and i said i don't know anything like i worked in mortgages but it was a mail room and then it was a sales call center so like selling an actual mortgage and going through that process i I really had no clue i I had no relationships um so he came up with a brilliant idea and he said i'm gonna pay you a salary the first month 
And what I want you to do is just get a, a realtor list, um, go to different chamber events, networking, local networking groups. And I want you to have four one-to-one -one meetings. Like that's what your salary is going to be about. You scheduling four meetings every day to meet with, you know, people that could potentially refer business to you. And, and you know, coming right from the corporate world, I thought, well, if I'm going to get a salary, I better do my job. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that, that made a huge difference. Just not only creating those relationships, but really looking back now, it, it really built my brand in, in, in my community because I mean, people just knew like, oh, Glenn, yep, he's the mortgage guy and he's at all the meetings and he's always at the ribbon cuttings. So it, it was good for the relationships, but, but I think what I didn't know at the time, but I know now is it, it was also good for just, you know, creating, creating a brand for myself and creating just something that people, you know, see all the time. It, it's like, I'm just a, a free commercial or advertisement. So when they see me, they know mortgage. Oh, I have a cousin who's trying to move to Florida. So. And being you, I always feel like a lot of times we get into this thing and sometimes we think we need to act a certain way. We have to become this other person. It's like, for me, it's always been be you, you know, be yourself, be your authentic self. Don't try to change because people will relate to you more when you're truly be yourself. Uh, and they like to do business with that person. Um, I have one of my loan officers used to work with the OVA and she would always said, oh, it's a brand. And I'm like, well, the brand is yourself. People are going to do business yep. with Glenn, not the company he's worth. That means that's important that you have the service and the products that you're going to need to offer your clients. But at the end, they're doing business because of you. So yes. we can continue to become better and work on ourselves and always try to improve. I think people will be more impressed with dealing with the human, uh, you know, person they, that they're working with rather than the name of the brand that they're representing. So thank you so much. It was amazing. Love that conversation. Love what this took us. And you're definitely someone that I'll keep an eye on and I'm going to keep following you. It's, it's beautiful to see someone like you being able to accomplish so much. And, and thank you for being a role model for so many people. So thank you again. Yeah, absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Level Up Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are found, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, you can leave a five-star review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Until next time, we hope you level up.